Hoy es uno de los días más importantes en los últimos años en Chivas, cabrón. Hoy, porque si hoy no hay, no hay mañana. Hoy salimos con todos los huevos del mundo, con toda la concentración del mundo. La unión, la fortaleza de este equipo está con todos. Unámonos en cada acción. No regalemos absolutamente nada. Tomemos la iniciativa, vayamos con determinación por la victoria. Hoy es un gran día y vamos a ganar, cabrón. And with that, we kick off Cantina MX Football Podcast. Before I go any further, let me introduce Joel. Joel, how are we doing? I'm doing good, man. Especially after Pelayas. Just hearing him hype up the team, man, gets my nipples hard. <laughs> you know he's doing it for the cameras, not only because of Chivas TV, but also oh. because they are <laughs> recording... Uh, This is Chivas All or Nothing on Amazon Prime coming to you soon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, he's done it. He's done it before, uh, and he gets accused of trying to like, uh, you know, just get get into the limelight. But I think um, Belay is being a former player, uh, and I, I think this is important. You know, this is an important aspect of 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 a team's. Um, having someone like like that to hype you up, you know, calm you down. Because for some of these guys, especially the young guys, they could be nervous and and whatnot. So I I do think it plays an important role in in football. And and sometimes you see some coaches that lack this. And I know he's not the coach, um, but they might lack they might lack that that hype the hype man. You know what I mean? And uh, and there was a clip of from uh, from Marcelo Bielsa. Cause I don't think he's he's that type of dude, but he had a coach with him that would that would do just that. And uh, he's hyping the Chilean players as they're exiting the tunnel. I think uh, I think it's a World Cup qualifying match, but I I do feel it's it's you know it's it's something good to have. And uh, we were looking at this Chivas team that, you know, they they took out four players just before, just before this match, and then they lost, they lost uh, their two strikers to injury, and so that's kind of half the team right there. <laughs> and you're going, you know, uh, you're trying to get to Liguilla because this is just repechaje, and uh, I think this is this is a good way to to power up, dude. Oh boy, we're going to cover a lot tonight, even though there was only four games. There were some interesting results, along with some upcoming controversy going into the actual Ligia. Um, but for those who did not watch any of the games, Guadalajara beat Necaxa 1-0 at home. And with that, they will be going on to the next round. And they will be playing... Club America tomorrow at 7 p.m. That's uh, West Coast time, Best Coast time. And one of the most controversial things that are going to happen leading up to this is the they have announced that they will be allowing 15% capacity fans in the game, in the stadium. How do you feel about it? Are you on the side of this is outrageous or are you on the side of 
Yeah, why not? Yeah, I'm I'm in the why not. You have to return to to normalcy, as they say, um sooner or later. And and I do the the one question is with with some of the fans, if they're gonna be respectful, you know, if they're feeling sick, uh, or if they they know that they're contagious, uh, are they gonna stay at home? Because you always have people that, that, that just don't care. Uh but but I mean, there's other stuff that you know people are still going to work. They're still commuting. You're doing all these things. If you go to a supermarket, spend anywhere between an hour to two hours. So I, I don't see it that much different than being at being at the game. So Chivas announced, yeah, the 15% capacity. I mean, we're talking about maybe five, six, seven thousand fans at most. And they're gonna take all the precautions. They today's on Twitter. They were showing clips of, you know, them uh, sanitizing all the seats. Make you know, and they have requirements. No one under sixteen is allowed to go. Everybody must be using a mask at all time. Please respect the empty seats in between fans. You know, cover your your uh, your mouth if you have to cough or anything. Um, you're not allowed to kiss or hug anybody and wash your hands frequently. So those will be some of the restrictions and tickets are already on sale, uh, anywhere from six mil pesos, which is about $300 all the way up to 30 mil pesos, which I'm assuming is for a palco for a, a suite. Cause that's a lot of money. Wait, 300. Uh, is that three hundred dollars? I said uh, six thousand pesos, which is about three hundred dollars. Oh, all right. Yeah. Those must be pretty good tickets, though. Like, they, I assume. Uh, yeah. Because I know they have cheaper, like you, about twenty dollars. Yeah. This is. Uh, I I don't know if these are like reseller, uh, tickets prices that I saw off StubHub, but yeah, I saw anywhere from. 6,000 all the way up to... Oh, check this out. Esos boletos no existen. Huh. So, looks like it was false. <laughs> Someone on... No, because on StubHub, they were saying that the, these, yeah. were, these were the prices. But it looks like their official Chivas uh, Twitter account just shut that down. Interesting. Yeah, because I'm like, man, that's a lot of money. Um, and, I, you yeah. know, you have to wonder... How many people are going to be able to afford that? You know, I, well, I don't know if Max if they're doing shutdowns as well, but even even the average fan, you know, it's it's uh, not 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 that many. But then again, it's it's with a low amount. I guess it's it's you know for the for the people that can't afford it, choose my choose my stay home. Yeah, and here's the thing. They're not doing it for the money. I think uh, Maori Vergara said uh, 35% is the minimum threshold to actually like profit off of ticket sales. So we're not profiting off of this, you know, at 15% capacity. This is, you know, kind of like a beta test because the the state of Jalisco is, is trying to, you know, they're trying to figure out a way to bring businesses back and open things up again. So this is kind of like their first step is allowing this game to, to be like the, you know, the guinea pig and see how, 
how fans act and see if, you know, there's positive numbers as far as like, you know, um, the aftermath of this, like, will there be spikes? Will there, you know, will it stay the same? Are we, are we going to continue to go in this trajectory after the season's over? Like, you know, how are things going to look for next season? Will, will we be able to bring back the fans? I think Chivas will be like, kind of like the, the pioneer of this. Uh, Cause if I'm not mistaken, no other teams will be allowing fans in their stadium for the uh, quarters de final. Okay. Okay, let's see how this how this plays out. Yeah, the way I see it is like it, it it looks bad only because of the fact that this is something that the the FMF should be taking like they should be the ones like hey for the quarterfinals or for the rest of the season like this is a you know zero fan t- policy tolerance like playoff thing. But for them not setting rules, the clubs will make their own rules. And it's like, you know, if if you sleep on it, then that's that's on you. It's not on 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 anybody else. True. And then you also have to wonder what it's how the how the different governments are handling this in, in Max. Yeah, we had Puebla, which we'll get to in a second they tweeted out like we're not going to be putting our fans at risk um but you guys will be able to support us through the comfort of your home and watch Puebla you know uh in the Estadio Cuauhtémoc two-time World Cup host it's like all right dude chill <laughs> get off your high horse man there's the thing is like Necaxa and Mazatlán both allowed fans in their stadium uh, towards the end of the season I was watching Champions League this morning and I was seeing uh it was a Russian team versus Sevilla and they had fans in the stadium too. So, you know, no need to go after Chivas and say, "Oh, they need they need as much help as they can because it's America and, you know, the the recent results doesn't favor Chivas and they're like, "Oh, they're kind of using this as like a a way to like make fun of Chivas or bully them." But yeah. For me, it's like, yeah, I think it's like, you know what? Let's just, why not do it? Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I, I think uh, it's been, I mean, I agree with taking precautions and, and being safe. At the same time, I feel like this, a lot of, a lot of it's been exaggerated. And I, I remember early on how like, everyone got scared and, and, and people were expecting like not enough rooms in the hospital, and they would show like footage from China where they had these long lines, you know, going out the door. And I, I remember some hospitals even put tents in the parking lot, where like because they were expecting all these people to like flood in, you know. And uh, dude, nothing. <laughs> Most areas, uh, not, none of this ended up happening. This, this really bad, bad scenario. Um, it just never did, and and instead you have the, you know, the drive-by testing. Like I get tested at work, you know, every two weeks, but I, I know a lot of places where they'll check your temperature. We we do the same, and so I think for the stadium they could do similar things, you know. 
and you're wearing your mask, and some people wear the the mask with the with the riot shield guard on the top. I don't know if you've seen that one. No, I haven't. Um, it's like a, it's like it looks like a helmet. Anyways, uh, but yeah, like you could just check temperature, make sure everyone has their masks on, and it's it's they they make it seem like like um you know this thing is gonna quadruple because of the stadium that all these cases are gonna rise. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't think it's a big deal, but of course a lot of shows that's that's basically the ratings, you know creating controversy yeah absolutely and before we go any further let's kind of recap the repechaje santos and pachuca kick things off on saturday and like we mentioned in the previous podcast we did there was really not much between them um leading up to this match i, I you could have done a, a coin flip and it could have gone either way but it was very clear that Pachuca wanted it more and they ended up beating Santos 3-0 on the road. And another another great performance by Pocho Guzman. And boy, hopefully we can get get him back at Chivas because uh, we could definitely use him. He scored a goal in that game. Yeah, they definitely will need him with, with the exodus of players. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good to see Pocho doing good. And uh, I hope I hope he there's no hard feelings and he would want to come back. Uh, interesting matchup in that both I, I kind of see Pachuca and Santos are about the same, you know, where where they both do a really good job with the youth, and and they they sort of will scout out and bring in some interesting uh, extranjeros. And uh, I see uh, I would I would say they're probably both almost along the lines of like rebuilding their teams again uh yeah i'm not i'm not sure but i know that um was it furch keeps trying to press into wanting to play for mexico (laughs) he keeps volunteering himself i think he missed (laughs) the boat yeah yeah his age he's like what his early 30s yeah Uh, and you just have too many players already. Uh, and, well, he's, he's, who knows, man? You never know. You know, a couple injuries, a couple drops in forms, and he, you, you could always slide in. But, uh, yeah, good for Pachuca, man. And with that victory, uh, Pachuca will be playing against Leon. So it is a tough, tough fight. They're both well, from they're... the same ownership, right? Yeah, sister clubs, yes. Grupo Pachuca owns both of them. Interesting. And so let's see. But I, I think this time, you know, and there's always been talk because they're owned that Pachuca gets, you know, they always get the, they, they get the favor. But, but I don't, I don't, I just, I don't think it's it's like that, you know. Uh, I, I do feel that it's, it's Leon's time. Nacho's been, Nacho's been working really good. And uh, this is oh, actually, this is one of the moments, man. I apologize. Uh, it should have been Pachuca, but in fact, <laughs> it will be Puebla because Puebla beats Monterrey in penalties. So sorry, I I, I messed up. I forgot about were, that. Were you looking at the feminine? 
No, no, it's because everything was, I kid you not, everything was set up. It was going to be Leon Pachuca, it was going to be Pumas Chivas, but somehow, some way, oh, okay. Rayados, uh, they were up, they were up 2-0, and Puebla came back, Osvaldo Martinez scored, it was 2-1, and then Ormeño scored a penalty kick in the 90th oh, minute. Or, oh, boy, Ormeño, man. Or Cause man. like we've been growing up with him. He's, <laughs> he showed up, man. He showed up, forced the game into penalties because there is no overtime, and Monterrey lost in penalties. So it will be 12th seed Puebla versus León. Man, do you know if Ormeño was one of the PK takers? He was, and he he did put it away. Yeah, and he put it away. See. Man, that's yeah, and that's a guy we've been highlighting here for a while. We were comparing him to Dineno, and uh, so it's good, good to see him doing good, um, him doing well. And and yeah, yeah, Puebla came out of nowhere. Now they they are in in fact in Liguilla, so the surprise team of the season. I'm pretty sure they'll they they take that award. And but between them what? and. Pumas, man, it's it's hard to say which which was is the bigger surprise, you know. Yeah, I think with Puebla, <laughs> I don't really follow their Twitter account like that, but they posted no mames, no mames, no mames. Like, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> like, it, it kind of feels like a fan account, not like an official, you know, account from, you know, the team. <laughs> Like e- even they, you know, admit it. Like they they couldn't believe it, and uh, it just goes to show. I don't know if it's like inconsistency of teams, but it it just goes to show how easily everything can get flipped. Uh, you know, Rayados. I was a bit advocate for them. I said, don't sleep on them. You know, they can come out. <laughs> They can they can actually like win this whole thing. They have the team. They have, I mean, the the amount of salary yeah. that they spent on this team is incredible. And then you know, even against Chivas, I was like, yeah, like I don't see Chivas winning. We beat them three <laughs> one, and I don't know, man. It's like the boogeyman. They just everything that could go wrong did go wrong for Ayados, and we will be having a new champion this season. And you know, we did talk about it though. Which Royales is going to show up? You know, we, we mentioned it in how they were a bit of, you know, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. They could give you a really good game and then they could just, they could just flop the necks. Uh, and I think, I think that's, you know, uh, I don't know if, if Turco, he, he could have just lost the locker room, you know, gets, gets those moments get tough. And the players need to start believing in the coach or whatnot because there's been rumors, you know, that they want to replace him. And of course, uh, the, the name that always pops up is is Matias Almeida. A uh, big reason why we've been covering what he's doing at MLS with San Jose. It's just because I do <laughs> I do feel he will eventually come back to Liga MX. Uh, but I, yeah, I, you know, this is how we do it at the Cantina, man. We, we well, at least we keep tabs on on on, on the players and coaches. Not, we, not just... Yeah, it, it it's funny how this all interlinks together, right? Because it's Chivas that sort of 
you know, beat down Rayados and then, you know, they don't get the automatic qualification to the, you know, the top four. Yeah, it, it took him yeah, it took him from the And then from then they're like, All right, so who do we got next? Puebla? <laughs> All right, let's just, just let's just party. You know, we can show up to the game hungover and and beat them, and that's that kind of seemed like it was going the case two zero, and then you know get you get eliminated by penalties. All of a sudden, Durko's on the chopping block, and then check this out: in an alternate universe or a parallel universe, Masia, uh, Matias with uh, San Jose Earthquakes, uh, they go to penalties. They were actually losing the game two one against um, Kansas City, uh, and Wondolowski scored a goal ninety seventh minute tied the game, forced it to penalties, and in the penalty shootout, they miss all three penalties. They get eliminated. <laughs> and uh, you have these two teams, San Jose and Rayados, both get eliminated off penalty shootout. And Matias, after the game, said, I don't know. I'm going to have to like give it a few days to know about my future. So now, all of a sudden, he might get get to see it at Rayados. Isn't that weird? It is, it is, but but I think they had they had looked into him before. Um, I think it was was it Luis Miguel Salvador, one of their presidents. I think had admitted that they talked to him. So I think, uh, but but see, the, I don't think they were gonna get him because he's, you know, he has a a clause. You know, he I know that he has a release clause, but you still have to pay money, and he has I don't know. If, and so at that point, he still had like three years or, or you know, I, I don't know how many he has now. Could be two or one. I, yeah, I think he was a three-year still... contract with San Jose. He's on his, he's on his, this is going to be his last year, I think. Okay. So, but he still has a, he still has a contract. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he can't just leave. I mean, he would have to negotiate something, um, and and so that's up to Rayados if they want to pay, pay money to bring him in, uh, which is you know it adds up you know because then you're gonna hire him for what, two years and if it doesn't, if if it doesn't work out you now you just paid, you paid all this money so I mean it's it's it makes it sometimes a bit more difficult, but but it's, I mean it's still a high possibility. Up. Yeah, well, I mean, Monterrey does have the money, so, mm-hmm. but, but still, you know, a lot of the clubs, and then especially now with with the way it's been with, with because of the COVID and all that, so I I know a lot of clubs, they're not spending as much as they normally would. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think um, Matias he even went on and criticized the earthquakes for not spending money and like. You know, it's like these guys are like not even um, investing in the club, and uh, yeah. <laughs> the fans are just like agreeing with him because they all, you know, that's something that they've always yeah. known. So it's like, imagine, yeah, they know it. Yeah, imagine going from that to like a team where it's like, uh, whatever you want, add extra guac. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I know he's licking his chops, but 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 my criticism on on Mati's. It's like the same at Chivas where he, at the end, he said how they weren't going to be able to bring in the players he wanted, as he mentioned one of the reasons he left. And it's like, dude, you knew the deal. So he, he knew the deal as well. 
going into San Jose where they were gonna and it's crazy because it's very similar to what what's going on at Chivas where it's like you're gonna have to depend on the youth on the youth teams and it's kind of the same but I figure he knows that it's like an uphill battle and if he stays it's gonna be more of the same where they're just gonna um they're gonna struggle to qualify to Liguilla and then and then if they do make it they're they're automatically one of the weakest teams and and so their prospects of, of you know making a a challenge is, is pretty pretty small yeah so I, I think that's that's he's like god i don't i probably don't want more of this so we'll definitely keep a close eye on the situation at rayados it, it really does feel like turco will be on his way out and it'll be a little bit unfortunate because, I mean, just a year ago, he won the league. He won the Copa Mekis and the Conca, uh, the Conca Champions. But, but, but in Liguilla, uh, the season that got canceled, he was pretty abysmal, right? Yeah. Rayados, Rayados ended that season without a win. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> and that's. And, you know that's one of the things where I, I I like I remind fans, you could do well in Copa MX or sometimes you could do well, but but um, the priority is always going to be on the league. Yeah. So keep 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 an eye on the league. You know, like how how well are, are the is is the team doing in in league play? Um, so that's that's obviously going to be used to justify him. Um, getting sacked if, if that does happen we'll see what happens uh, but it does you've you heard it here first on Gatina Mekis do not be surprised as Matias comes back to Liga Mekis and coaches Rayados um, the last results Tigres with Mr. November Mr. November <laughs> he scored two goals Gignac he scored two two goals for Tigres. They won the game 2-1 against Toluca. And now they will play Cruz Azul in the quarterfinal. That's a good matchup. Yeah. First, Toluca, and they made it. See, they, they made it to Liguilla. It's kind of sad for Chepo. my boy Chep. I, <laughs> I do think he would have made it as well. But I, I think he lacks that thing we were talking about with Pelias. I think he's always like that, um, you know, like the team building skills, man, that, mm-hmm. that being that hype guy and, and getting the team fired up, you know. It's one of the things that you could say um, Piojo excels at to the point that people say that that's all he has, but it's like, nah, man, you're not going to get as far as he has if you're if you're just hyping the team. You know, you, you still got to do the other part of it. Because uh, if you can't get any wins, your hype ain't gonna be worth shit after a while. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you know, you still have to you have to uh, get get the tactical part right too. But I think uh, I think he lacks that. He, he's never seemed to be that type of guy. And and you know, if if you're missing it, then you need you need someone that could do it. You could get an assistant coach, bring someone in. Similar as why I mentioned get a hype man. he had he had Bonini, yeah. And and I think Mati excels at that too. If if you ever seen like 
when he's doing the speeches. I think in the Chivas movie they showed him mm-hmm. a couple of times talking, and and that that helps a lot, man. Yeah, people always repost that clip of Mati, and you know they get they fall back in love with <laughs> with the whole idea that's of fans, him. That, that's fans. Imagine being the player, and you're about yeah. to about to jump in. Oh yeah, you, you would die time? for this guy. You would you know you would do anything if you're a player. I remember. He- they, they, uh, it, this was like a hidden though. It wasn't like, it was a hidden cam, so it wasn't, it wasn't like, right. The coach didn't, he didn't know he was being filmed, and they released it like a, maybe a couple years after it happened, if I'm remembering correctly. If I'm not, uh, feel free to hit us up and let us know. But it was, it was Aguirre, and it was before the U.S. game, so this is. I believe was this on the second stint, but it was it was a World Cup game and the and the Mex had to win. They had to win. They were going up against the U.S. and, uh, and they were going to go play at Azteca. And he's he's hyping the team up, man. And I remember hearing that clip, dude. And I was ready to run out. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm not playing. <laughs> he did just such a convincing thing, man. Getting those guys hyped up, you know, fired up for the game. And uh, so yeah, I, I think I think uh, I'm glad she was hospitalized, man. Uh, I, I I'm not too sure how Buse is, but I know Buse has a tactical side down. So uh, that's that's good to know, man. Yeah. So tomorrow, uh, Puebla will play León, and Chivas will play América. Kickoff at uh, 5 p.m. for Puebla, 7 p.m. for America, uh, Chivas América. Um, and yeah, I just, I just checked and it's confirmed like Chivas are the only team that will have fans, which is kind of crazy. Okay. And, and then, um, it's Cruz Azul Tigres, right? Cruz Azul Tigres will be the matchup on Thursday. Tigres, uh, and the last time these two faced, which was not too long ago, uh, Jornada 14, uh, they beat Cruz Azul 2-0, so... I guess you could say they have like the upper hand going into this game. And uh I mean Crisul ended up in in fourth position, so they're 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 pretty close to each other. Who do you got for this one? It's a tough call, man. Even though Tigres beat them, I I still like I still like Cruz Azul chances. I still have uh I still holding Siboldi, the coach. In a high high regards, so I think it's gonna be a tough one, man. Two very good coaches. Same with uh, Tuca. You know, he's he's pretty sure he said he was gonna retire. I, I don't. Then I haven't heard him say much. Uh, I'm beginning to think if he did, if they did win the the cup, then he would just leave on top. Um. So I, I it's it's man, this is a tough one, dude. And I. I it could even be one of those games of like the Quizal el Campeón, you know? Those games that they call Final Adelantada. And because I, I think these are the two most complete teams out there. Mm. Interesting. Even That's a bold fans, claim, man. You know? Yeah, well, I mean, this, this, we're just looking at, you know, like bench and all that. They're just the more, more complete. I, I think uh, Leon, Leon's doing good, but I don't think it's, their squad is as deep, you know. I I think they're still very 
You think the, the on, curse on, of uh, the super leader? You think that's it? No, I don't think it's going to attack him, but I, I, I don't think it's going to affect them. But I think I do think they're a bit dependent on, on like, like, uh, man, what's his name, dude? Montes. Campista. Montes, there you go. And he's up there in age, man. You know, he's, been, the coach. Uh, and, he's been one of the best players of the league. Yeah. And, and you know, if, if I'm the opposition coach, I know this may not be very popular, but I put in a scrub and I'm like, hey, go, go a fuerte barrida, man, on this dude. Take him out. <laughs> take him out, dude. He's out, man. Two or three hard hits. It, it does happen, man. It's, it's a dirty part of the game, but it happens. It, it, it's happened a lot of times. Uh, but 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 I think that's that's when you see a Leon, like if this guy were to get injured or they were to shut him off, uh, you know, shut him out of the game, and then you have to see okay, who else do they have? And I don't, I just overall I don't think they have that are that that strong, you know. Well, I still think Leon is the best team in the league. Um, I do think that. There is a little bit of like, um, kind of like a mental wall that they have to break as far as like, don't fall for the don't fall for the for the curse, and it's Puebla, <laughs> you know what I mean. So it's like you could easily go into that game super confident, and then all of a sudden you know Puebla does you dirty. The only thing. And I think this will be a, the, the difference maker this time is there's two legs. So, you know, Puebla got lucky, you know, because they tied, they, they tied the game and turned into a dogfight. You know, they went in a penalty shootout. But this is 180 minutes. So I think that Leon will, will take care of Puebla pretty easily, if not in the first leg, probably in the second leg at home. Um, the other, the other uh, bracket because they already have the bracket set up. So the winner of Leon Puebla will play the winner of Pumas Pachuca. And I actually feel like Pumas will be the team that ends up losing. Oh, so you think the fairy tale continues? <laughs> I think so. I th- I think like I mean for 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 Puebla, but you think No, I think Okay. I think Leon beats Puebla, but I think uh Pachuca beats uh Pumas. Because those are the two, those are the two matchups. Oh, so the fairy tale ends for both teams. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, I don't know, man. What, what, I, I, the thing about and Chiquis isn't here, but it's not Pumas. I don't know, man. I know they ended the season in second place. They only lost one game, but they had a lot of draws. And uh, I think Pachuca are just in better form right now. Yeah, that that happens. That definitely can happen. It's all about timing. Unfortunately, that's what this this is Ligia. This is this is how this works. It's like it's all about timing. You could be very very good the entire season, but your last you know three four results were not convincing, and then you know Pumas had a week off, so Pachuca's in you know, you know they're they're coming off a yeah. a three zero victory. And they did play each other match day 15, and they tied 1-1. So, I don't know, man. I actually feel like Pachuca will upset Pumas. Okay, bold claim there. 
Jaime, let's see. <laughs> um, I'm going to give the edge to Pumas. I think, uh, I, I think, I do think it's, what the, I think it's going to be a close game, though. As you said, with all their draws. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, they're going to do just enough to, okay. to pull through. Fair enough. Uh, it would be interesting, though, you know, if Leon gets past Puebla and if, you know, Pachuca upsets Pumas, then then it would be that Grupo Pachuca matchup that I thought was going to happen originally. Um, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. we got to see how this plays out. With the Chivas America game tomorrow, uh, we do have somewhat good news. It looks like Alexis Vega may be back for the second leg. It seems like the he's he's recovering a lot faster than they thought he would. So we might Maybe have him. Some, put some horse tranquilizer in there. <laughs> whatever, to, whatever you need to some... subdue his pain, just throw him in there. Uh, what about J.J. Mack? Is he... Nothing on J.J. Mack. The... He's basically Damn. out, yeah. I think with J.J. With Mack, it was more of a muscle uh, injury, and those are, they, you just take longer to recover for that. Damn. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, how, I think. How do you feel about Chivas uh, against America? Man, America has the historical advantage. They do. You know. Yeah, in Liguilla, they they've got the most wins, and um, right now I think Chivas missing firepower. I do think it's gonna it's gonna end up hurting them. And we saw how the match played out because I know Buse knows how to play, you know, Piojo and stuff. He's he's one of the, you know, he's one of the silver fox. He knows what's up going in there. Uh, but, but you know, and then people thought people thought Piojo was going to go all gun-ho, and he didn't. Uh, when we saw the last, remember, everyone was expecting those four to three, five to four, oh, right. uh, you know, results and it ended up what was it like one zero yeah geo and, scored uh, and beat us i feel it'll be similar uh i think it's gonna be similar i don't think piojo's gonna be confident or overconfident given she was missing all those players uh so I, I but i think that lacking all that you know not not being with your best strikers yeah that, i think that's definitely gonna hurt Especially matching up against a team like Kame that's just, you know, they're sort of built for playing these type of games. Yeah, they were one of the, uh, if not actually, they were the highest scoring team with 31 goals. So we're playing the best offense. And uh, that doesn't look, you know, our defense <laughs> has been shaky. Um. And we don't have yeah, and it's, offense. That's a de- de- debilitated team where where they missed, you know, they got rid of four players uh, for, you know, partying too much. And then two more injured and Beltran, who knows? That, that's one of Chivas' studs and he's... Yeah. He, he's, he seems he's, like a... He's starting to come back, though. He looked really good against Nekaxa. Yeah, he looked really good against Nekaxa and... Um, that's the thing right now. It's like our squad is, is very, very limited. We've had to, uh, use our cantera and, uh, we, we actually reached out and got players from, um, 
uh, what was it? The Chivas Tapatio. Uh, Tapatio, yeah. Because at this point, bro, it's just like all hands on deck. We'll take whatever we got, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's one of those games where I just don't feel I, because of the circumstances. I don't feel confident. Um, and I'll I'll go into the game a little bit on the pessimistic side. I I do think. There could be an upset. Maybe Chivas can can at least hold out at home. Maybe a one zero win or a you know a draw or something. Um, but if you're if you're a neutral fan, you're looking at this matchup like, oh, this is an easy easy victory for for America. Oh no, I don't think it will be easy. Um, I just don't. I, I think because because the type of coach he is and whatnot. And I know he got criticized a lot during the season, but that's sort of what you prepare the team for when, because you, you're going to have a Liga. So that's that's big, big part of sometimes why they play a certain way. Uh, and I, I think that Chivas will put up a fight. Do they have a chance to win? Of course, you, you always have a chance, but, but America's favorite. It's just no doubt. They just have more going for them. Yeah, and I just remember... The last two times we went to Liga, we both got dealt with America and we both got eliminated like back-to-back times, man. And uh, <laughs> it'll still sting. Well, yeah, with with Mati, yeah, the first of... Well, he, he actually made America three times. Uh, right, the first two... The first two eliminated and then the the third one was when he finally won the league. Wait, did he face America or am I confusing it with a Copa no. MX game? No, we um during our our run to to the win in twenty seventeen, I think we beat Toluca and Atlas. No, not face America. America was it America they we, played what Copa MX? I right? think I know they beat Copa yeah. MX in semifinals or I something think so. like that. Yeah, I think so. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> it has it's a couple of years, um, but yeah, no, no, it's 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 a tough one. But I, I think, and the same thing I said, I said because I, you know, I was saying, I was saying, she was just making it to repechaje for me was 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 the good season. Uh, I know, I know that technically they were not in Liguilla, and if they hadn't made to Liguilla. They would have still, you know, a lot of the media would have said fracaso. But I, I'm just going off of they finish on eighth, which it's high. Uh, it, it's like Chivas had not been able to finish that high for the past three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, not counting when they were in fifth in the season. The season came to an end and it didn't count. But but before that, you know, they were finishing 17, 15, uh, I think 11th. Just very bad. So I, I think to to be up there now, like in at least, you know, in the top eight, and and then you could you could start fighting to be in the top four. So I, I think that's that's sort of like the goal, you know. And I, I think uh, so, you, so you, that, you got to go back to 2017, the last time Chivas beat America. I had to look it up. <laughs> okay. 
So it's been a long <laughs> time. Uh, Chivas and America have either drawn or or America's won. So yeah, it's yeah. Except for I mean the the what was it the um, the preseason right? Yeah, the Copa por Mexico where, where they where they beat them. Mm-hmm. Chivas got the got the big win, but I mean that was preseason game, man. In yeah. official games, yeah, in official games, Ame, Ame has the the advantage. So those will be the matchups for tomorrow and Thursday. And by the time we record our next episode, we'll we'll have uh, four teams left. Uh, we'll have semi-finalists uh, going on outside of Mexico. Some good action for Chucky scoring goals for Napoli, although he did, they did lose. Uh, Raúl Jiménez playing consistently with Wolves. Tecate doing well. Uh, overall, it's been good for players abroad after the international break. Although uh, I did not see Pulido. He did not play in that Kansas City uh, victory. Not sure what happened there. I don't know if they just had to quarantine him for 14 days. I don't know what the protocol here is in the States. Why did he get COVID? I don't know. I think it's just like, I think like it's mandatory, like a 14 day quarantine. If you, if you're traveling internationally or something. Cause remember they, oh, cause he, cause he, cause they went he, to Austria. Okay. okay I get yeah, it. They went to Austria. I get it. Cause yeah. he was returning from the national team. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking, okay. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. If he I, probably did. Cause he had been playing good. If I'm uh, not mistaken, yeah. he didn't even play. So like <laughs> all that for nothing, man. Well, I mean, the coach does observe you, and and I think a big part of what they do is, like, even if you don't play, um, they also want to see how how you react, you know, yeah. how how you take it. Like, are you gonna start talking shit? Or are you gonna start bad mouthing, you know, bad mouthing the coach? Right. You're gonna be gonna be all there, you know. They they do pay attention to that. Yeah. And it it's I've seen how it affected players. Buffo was one of them, you know, <laughs> or, or some coaches didn't want to take him to the national team because he was he was one of those players that always wanted to play. And I, I mean, I don't blame him, but but then at the same time, it's like, the, you know, if the coach for whatever reason thought some other was better, can't have a player right there being disruptive and causing problems, and um, you know, we talked about how he. he Picked the fight with Valencia, you know, and then uh, so so if this dude's chill and if he's cool, then then um, you know, he'll get a call again. He'll be like, "All right, I, I could work with this guy." Yeah, I mean, I understand how it is to be like, even if you don't play, like how important it is to take a call up to the national team because you know that's that's there's no guarantee that you'll have that opportunity again and to be part of like that camp. Like there's things that go on in that camp that, yeah, that are like valuable. But if you're like in the, you know, secured a spot in the playoffs, you've been playing good for your Kansas city team. You're their franchise player or whatever. Like, are you really going to snub them in a, in an elimination game? You know, it's like, man, we could have used you. 
and we weren't <laughs> able to. And you decided to like go to you know play for Mexico. You didn't even play. You didn't get any minutes. So it's like kind of feels like a lose lose situation. But luckily, uh, Kansas, yeah, it is. yeah, Kansas City went through to the next round. So I don't know if, if it's been fourteen days since that. So he might be back for their next game. Yeah, yeah, and it's, I imagine it was a tough call for for you know for KC where they had to be like, you know, do we keep this guy happy? <laughs> We could deny the call up, and then it's it. Well, I mean, this is just friendly. I think I think if they're not FIFA friendly, you could deny the call up, mm. or just pressure him not to take it. Yeah, just because how important it is. And yeah, all the money's coming from KC. Selection doesn't pay him. Um, so, but but I think yeah, I, I think, and then we've talked about the whole just. When you're creating a grupo, you know, having the players and, and having a good, uh, where the players enjoy themselves. And yeah, all that good and camp. That, mm-hmm. that yeah, it, it does affect. So I, I do think a lot of times that's one of the things that they want to see. Uh, how is he going to get along with, with these other dudes or, or and whatnot? Yeah, so that's what's going on. Uh, you did post an article about an international partnership between Mexican clubs and United States. It looks like they're trying to create some sort of uh, partnership for the lower tier leagues, like the lower structure leagues. And it looks like 18 teams have already committed and it is anticipated that approximately 30 teams will be a part of this inaugural season when it kicks off in March of 2021. So that's interesting. Yeah, because and you know you we've heard how Liga MX and MLS might link up, or there's there's been talk, you know, uh, maybe not as one league, but maybe like a tournament, like you know, like a like a Super Cup or whatever you want to call it. They have tried it in the past, but this would be like in a bigger scale, and and I do and I kind of do see it heading that way. Um, it all comes down to ratings and TV and whatnot. Yeah. And, and I think, uh, it's, it's, there's no doubt when it comes to football, Mexicans are, are like the demographic, the ones that watch the most, I would say soccer, just because when, when the, when the ratings do come out of the most, like top 10 most watched soccer games, it's, you know, you see yeah, all yeah. these Mexican, Liga MX Liga games Mexican always, always top. Yeah, I mean, the only time you see, like, that surpass that is, like, if you have, like, a, the, like a derby. the women's, the, 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 no, like, the U.S. women's team. Oh. But, like, during, but only during, like, the World Cup. Yeah. Like, then they get, like, super high ratings, but that's just, like, a thing where it's, like, like, you know, Olympics and whatnot, like, the big event thing. But, but your average game, like, your regular league games, on the week to week, it's it's Liga MX, you know, uh, and and so I think I think they know that like a lot of the sponsors, uh, you know, the people that put the money, they know that, and I, I think um, you know we're, we're seeing the Chivas game, I believe that the Clasico is going to be on in English. On, what is it? M- NBC, right? It's going to be on NBCSN. That's usually the channel go. where uh, they cover like 
Premier League. So this will be a very interesting experiment. And I think that they're going to be impressed with the numbers. Although Telemundo is a channel that you can get over the air. So I'm assuming most, most of the numbers will be on Telemundo, but this is very good. Yeah, definitely, and a, and a good, you know, that's that's just, I think, and that's part of the part of what they're doing, part of what they've been trying, uh, just to see, just to see how many other fans they could get, you know, because because they already know with with the Liga MX, but trying to see if they could, you know, more other 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 fans or 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 other Latinos that probably prefer English. Uh, there are some out there, I yep. guess. <laughs> so, but but this is all part of it, you know. It's not just coincidence. It's it's all building up to something like this, and at the end, it's it's a lot of money for for uh, for everyone, because the money's over here when we talk about sponsorships and whatnot, television money and all that. It's in the U.S. Max um, teams just not even with TV do they make that much money. I mean, what Chivas gets peanuts, and they're like, you know, top two, even one, a lot of first place when it comes to ratings, uh, and they're getting peanuts, man. So, so I do yeah, think but... for some of these teams, if you want to see, and, and I know we get this black Jaime a lot, where it's like, nah, who cares, MLS, blah blah blah. But if you're Chivas fans, you want to see a Chivas with a, uh, with. The best players, you know, like a Selección B, Mexico type caliber players. Yeah. Even future, future, the future A players. Uh, then they, they need money to to hold that type of squad. And the way you get money for them is going to be being part of a, yeah, having the sponsorships. And that's going to come from being in, in a tournament or like mm-hmm. a league like that. That is going to bring that money. It's, it's not going to happen in Mex. Not anytime soon. A lot, a lot, a lot has to change before that changes, and it's not. It's it simply yeah. it's not. So it's, it's so it's over here, and and you know a lot of the clubs sort of know that, and and this sponsorship is some of the same too with with the with the minor league teams and all that. Eventually, is going to come uh, player right for for transferring players between leagues. Yeah, like you mentioned. Um... We've you mentioned this a while ago about you know Mexico needs like foreign investment you know there needs to be foreign owners of like teams and I saw a tweet from Andres Cantor who said that uh, the majority of players in the Premier League are foreigners and so are the owners yeah and he actually yeah, showed a map of like all the you know the big clubs in the Premier League and I mean. Yeah, there's a lot of foreign investment. So, like, how do you do that in Mexico? Well, you got to get more eyeballs. And how do you get more eyeballs? You got to start, you know, providing English content. And I think a lot of the clubs in Mexico are just hard-headed, lazy, or they just don't want to spend the money to to see a return on their investment anytime soon. Because everything in Mexico is operated on a short-term vision. You know, five results and you're out. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm very happy to see that Chivas will be, you know, hosting this big game in English on NBC. And I don't know, it's at 7 p.m. 
So I'm sure some some Americans will be flipping through the channels and be like, what the hell is this? Where's my hockey? Where's my NASCAR? Where's my tractor racing? I don't know, man. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe maybe the maybe they'll watch tractor it. Tractor racing? I would like to see tractor racing. <laughs> it sounds like something that would be on ESPN 8. Remember, uh, remember from Dodgeball? The Ocho. Ocho. <laughs> they show a squirrel, uh, squirrel on, on skis <laughs> and, and slap fighting. Um, but... But yeah, they say in the super classical, and um, but <laughs> uh, damn, you got, you made me lose track. <laughs> track the racing. No, I'm yeah, serious, man. One saying. time that that just made me forget everything. <laughs> I mean, you'd be flipping those channels, and you're like, "What this is this even a sport?" You got people like flipping over like those. Okay, I remember. Those I, I tires. remember now. You brought me back. You pushed me away. And now you, you brought me back. <laughs> no, I, I think I think uh, football is is grown enough in this country where where it's gotten to that point of like, you know, it's more recognizable now, and uh, it just needs to catch a break. The way uh, and we said it here, like basketball, you know, like at one point, because basketball wasn't, you know, it wasn't like. That's kind of like semi-pro. Have you seen that movie with uh, Will Ferrell? Mm. Uh, have you seen it? I haven't you seen haven't. it. I, re- I, know, I know what you're talking I about, though. It, but it just it just wasn't one of the popular popular sports, and then it just slowly blew up. Um, obviously, they they ended up having a lot of talent, you know, uh, like yeah. really talented players. But but I think I think. Um, I, I do think that if that could happen here, and eventually, like, like just it could it could get to the point where, where the soccer just, especially for younger kids, it becomes one of the preferred sports. One of the things I've noticed, for example, like like you know when we were growing up, you had to wait, like if you liked the cartoons, you had to wait until, you know, it'll come on Saturday or Sunday, and then you, you had to wait until next week for the for the next cartoon. But but that's not how it is now, you know, with, with streaming yeah. and, and kids now they can uh they binge watch and they could just watch the whole season in one sitting. And so I think I think that to me it's like um do people really wanna sit through commercials? I know a lot of people just uh you know, they'll they'll try to fast forward. But you can't do that during live events. Now, I do think that's one advantage that soccer could have, where you see the whole game uninterrupted. You know, compared to like baseball and some of these American sports where they yeah. stop every five minutes, every every couple of minutes, and go to commercial break and then come back. Well, I mean that that you know could be a thing. You, you know? know what's interesting though is it that's kind of like part of the american culture because you know i i talk to my my white boys and they can't stand watching uh soccer because there's no break and they're like where am i supposed to go to the bathroom or what am i supposed to go in the kitchen and get nachos or or, or go get a beer <laughs> like we're there's no time to chat you know what the, what's going on like you know they just they're so used to having like those little breaks 
you know, scratch their yeah. scratch their balls during the commercial break. Like they don't have, you know, with soccer, they think it's like boring because it's interrupted. Yeah, and uh, and you know, they say, oh, there's not a lot of action going on. Is like their argument and stuff. So it's just like the well, you know commercials and stuff. And and so you think you think maybe then, because then you know, now I have to rethink my position on that. Because. You know, the other thing is, yeah, pe- people want to have time to now go look in their phone and, and tweet or Instagram or whatever during the game. I know a lot of people do that. Yep. And now they're watching games, they're tweeting at the same time. Uh, and so Presidential debate, he's so tweeting. So he said, so he said, I think like for football, because I know, I know a while back they talked about timeouts and whatnot, and and it got denied. But now you have bar, and so if you yeah, you do have a little they bit. They stopped the game a few times for mm-hmm. that. I, I have to wonder if that would make the game better. You know, not not better the match, but um, better for fans here in the U.S. where they'll be like, okay, now you have your your minutes to go grab your beer, take a dump or whatever you have to do. It's just a different culture. Um, While we're on the, this is actually live going on right now, even though he's not really relevant anymore, but Carlos Vela's LAFC is losing three, one to Sounders. So they're going to get eliminated. Wait, it's a one off. Uh, Yep. Yeah. I think this is like, Sounders again. Didn't they eliminate them last time? Yeah, they did. Snap. Yeah. They had our the Peruvian guy we've been talking about. Rivias. Rivias. He's yeah, scoring goals, man. Yep. But, yeah, that's one guy I would have liked to have seen stayed Morelia. in Liga MX. I agree. Yeah, or just any other team. You yeah. know, I, I think he would have done well in any team that would have just stronger than Morelia. I agree. So we pretty man, much covered <laughs> we pretty much covered all the matchups going into tomorrow and Thursday. We'll make sure to keep everybody posted with the drama at Rayados with uh Turco and if they can actually woo Matias Almeida away from San Jose Earthquakes and uh Oh, yeah, there's also some feminine action going on as well. There will also be another classical on that side of things. Kind of interesting. Um, but, yeah, do you have any other closing thoughts before we sign off tonight? Oh, man, yeah. Just looking forward to the to this classical. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I want to see how it plays out. Uh, but other than that, yeah, no. <laughs> No, that's not that interesting. Yeah. Nothing I could think of right now, Jaime. I agree. I'm thinking of tractor racing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, make sure to watch all these games. Super Camotes. That should be interesting to watch. (laughs) They they kick things off uh, at 5 p.m. They got... They got that whole underdog thing going for them. They got, like, Demarcus Beasley tweeting because he, he played for them at one point. Um, and Leon, they're the 
the best team in the league. We'll see if that trend continues tomorrow. And then, of, of course, the main event, Chivas America. For those bochos out there listening to us that don't understand Spanish, you will be able to watch it in English on NBCSN. And uh, and then we'll have a little little tigers, little tigres versus uh, Cruz Azul. Man, <laughs> both both of those teams are funny just because, like you know, they call <laughs> they call tigres the equipo chico, and then you have Cruz Azul that you know they have their own word uh, definition, like in the dictionary, Cruz Azular. It's like they're just always a team that chokes. Um, and then. The last game will be uh, Pachuca Pumas. That will be a pretty good game. Again, I said it's going to be an upset. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening in. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, and we'll catch you next week. <laughs>